Elders and sisters, welcome to the Infield Language Learning Podcast. I am Sean Nelson, and I will be your host for this episode. In today's episode, we are going to be talking about culture and language learning. We're going to be talking about how you can recognize feelings of culture shock and what you might be able to do to manage that in meaningful ways. We'll also identify the value of learning about new cultures and experiencing new cultures, and we'll conclude by speaking about ways to love the people that you are serving. Today's guest on the podcast is Rachel Reynolds, who is a language training supervisor at the Provo Missionary Training Center. Rachel, thanks so much for being with us today. I'm glad to be here. Can you take just a moment to introduce yourself? Sure thing. So as Sean said, my name is Rachel. I served my mission in Ukraine, speaking Russian. And then I came back to BYU, where I have a couple of degrees now, one of which is in language teaching. And I just, I love languages, and with that, I love learning about cultures, and I, I love talking about the importance of cultures. And you've lived in a number of different places as well. I have. We lived in Norway for a couple of years with our family, so with four kids. Um, I also have spent time in Russia and time in Israel. So it's, it's been a, just a real joy in my life to be a part of these other cultures. Great. Well, we are looking forward to learning from you and the experiences you've had. So let's start by talking about culture shock and how it manifests. Sure. I think that maybe one of the very first things as we're talking about culture shock is to even back up and talk about what culture is. Um, I, I think a lot of times we consider culture and we say, oh, it's those people that live across the ocean, they have like a culture, and we kind of leave it at that. But I think as I've studied culture, there's there's a much bigger picture to culture, and that is that culture is just the values, the traditions, the philosophies that we have that are created or that are shared by a group of people. And so with that, we like to talk about, especially in language learning, we like to talk about culture as having um, these shared products, practices, and perspectives. So having said that, that, that means that culture, it can be the people in another country, but it can also be, honestly, people just in your own hometown who share a different culture. Um, who share a different worldview. And so as we talk about culture in that sense, then I think it makes culture shock become a much easier concept because culture shock to me is just that time when the expectation that you have isn't what's being met. So you're having to deal with an expectation that, oh, I think it should be one way, but it's not, life isn't that way. And that can be with a product, the food that you're eating is suddenly different. It's not what I'm used to. Or it could be with a practice. How do people greet? Are they bowing? Are they shaking hands? It's not what I expect because I'm used to one thing. Or is it just a perspective? Maybe they like small families and you're used to big families. Maybe they like skiing and you're used to surfing. Things like that, that they may seem like silly examples, but when we come up against something that we are not used to, then it creates different emotions. And it's those emotions that are considered the, the culture shock. And oftentimes we take it as a negative thing. Culture shock is this anxiety. 
stress, things like that. But I think culture shock can also just be any emotion. Some people and different stages of culture shock manifest as excitement. A lot of times when people talk about culture shock, the first stage of it is called the honeymoon stage. And it's an excitement. You're in a new country, you're in a new place, whatever it is, and you're like, wow, everything's amazing. And those emotions um, are part of culture shock. And then as it changes and you get to realizing, oh, hold on a second, this is different. And I'm maybe not so comfortable and I don't know how to act around these people then that's another stage of culture shock where where you're kind of dissatisfied. You start missing home. You start wanting what you're used to. After that, you know, as you become just kind of, it's normal again, then you aren't dissatisfied. You're not necessarily satisfied. You're just kind of like, okay, this is normal. Um, until finally you start really adapting and you make that culture your own, which is a good stage to be in. And sometimes it happens to such a degree that you actually do come back to your home and you experience an op- the opposite culture shock of like, oh, what is home now? It's so weird. So I think there are a lot of um, ways that it can manifest and it truly is different for each person. And it's different depending on where you are in this sort of cycle of getting to know a new culture. Something I really liked about what you said is that, well, one, this can happen in your own home, like in your own country, right? That if you're experiencing those different types of things that you mentioned, that this can happen even in the city that you grew up in. So it's not necessarily the location in the world you're being put in, but the situation and experiences that you're having. Just one additional thought that to recognize your own culture shock and how it's manifesting to you consider in your life how you deal with new things that might have been a new year at school a friend moves away a new friend moves in what do you experience with new situations some of us experience those things and are really excited and some of us get really anxious and don't like it that can help you to identify when you're experiencing culture shock so that you can see that it's not that, oh, I'm a bad missionary, something is going wrong with me. It's, no, I'm experiencing something new, and this is how I work through new things. And that's good. That's the first step in overcoming culture shock and in just learning to love the culture, learning to love the people that you're with. I think you highlighted earlier that process of coming to accept the culture and live in it and be okay with it, and then going from that to really loving it. President Nelson recently in a devotional uh, to young adults had talked a little bit about how he had visited you know, six different continents and that he had never found a culture that wasn't inspiring. So I think that as we start to look at people through Heavenly Father's eyes, we begin to develop maybe love for that culture quicker or in ways that we maybe wouldn't anticipate. So how long would you say that it takes a missionary then to overcome culture shock if they are experiencing culture shock? That is a super good question. And it's totally dependent, I think, on the missionary and on what they're willing to do to overcome it. What effort you're willing to put in to understand the culture that you are a part of now. Um, And recognizing also that it's not necessarily a one-time experience, like I'm two weeks in, experiencing culture shock, okay, now a few weeks later, I'm over it, and I'm done with culture shock for the rest of my mission, I'm just going to be awesome. But realizing that 
um, having like a new companion or a new area might bring similar feelings again and you will feel the anxiety or the excitement or the fear, whatever, whatever it is for you, that you will feel that again. So with that, I think some people will talk about a pretty specific time frame, but I don't see that time frame as being really accurate because I, I think it is more likely to make you feel like maybe you're not doing a good job if you go longer than a time frame. But if you can focus instead on finding ways to put in effort to understand the culture, then you're going to find that you get through it so much faster on your timeline. Some of those ways to become like competent in your culture, your new culture, uh, of course, you can pray. You can definitely ask to understand the people. I love Sean's comment about President Nelson saying that all these cultures in the world all have something beautiful in them. And with that, you can look for those things. Some people will write down one thing a day that they notice about the culture. Maybe it was something that's funny about the culture. Maybe it's something that they want to know more about. But start noticing. Notice the differences. Notice the similarities. And then start asking, why is it different? How is it similar? Why do people do these things? As you start to explore the culture, you're going to understand it better. You'll start to see the perspective that, that the people have, and then you'll be able to overcome any anxieties that you have about interacting with them. I think a lot of times uh, culture shock lasts so much longer when we're unwilling to try to understand. I love that as you develop love and charity for the people that you're serving around, the people you're living amongst, that that culture shock begins to diminish more quickly. In Preach My Gospel, in the section that talks about charity and love, part of that paragraph says, as you do begin to love them and accept and embrace their culture, that you'll avoid judging others, criticizing them, or saying negative things about them, that you'll try to understand them and their points of view, and that we develop more patience for what may not be comfortable for us or may not be common for us, but is part of the culture. And I think that that goes right along with what you were saying. In the scriptures, we have a lot of examples as well that teach us about loving others, about connecting with others, and especially those who are different from ourselves. In 2 Nephi 26, 33, it says, God inviteth all men to come unto him and partake of his goodness. And he denieth none that come unto him, black and white, bond and free, male and female, and he remembereth the heathen, and all are alike unto God, both Jew and Gentile. What do you feel like this scripture is trying to teach us when we're considering working in different cultures? I think that that scripture teaches overall just the truth of the gospel, that God loves his children. And as a missionary, there is probably no more important time for you to have a testimony of that truth that God loves each one of his children. And President Nelson referenced that scripture not long ago when he said, each of us has a divine potential because each is a child of God. Each is equal in his eyes. The implications of this truth are profound. Brothers and sisters, please listen carefully to what I am about to say. God does not love one race more than another. His doctrine on this matter is clear. He invites all to come unto him, black and white, bond and free, male and female. And I think right there, 
President Nelson saying, he invites all to come unto him. That's where that scripture has just such strength. God wants each one of his children to come back. He loves each one of us. And to judge another culture, another race, in any way that would put them below you is not in line with his plan. He loves them. And as we realize that, it it opens the doors that we can accept other cultures. We can accept pieces of other cultures that at first glance might be a little a little odd, a little uncomfortable, but that we can reach out. We can love those people and love the cultures that they come from. Great. How do you feel like missionaries can assimilate to that new culture while still honoring their native culture? In, in understanding that we have lots of cultures and that we each kind of have an individual culture, it gives us the freedom to take pieces of other cultures and make them ours without losing any piece of ourself. It reminds me of President Hinckley. Uh, He said, we say to the people, in effect, you bring with you all the good that you have, and then let us see if we can add to it. And I think in a similar way, we can go throughout the world, we can see all the good that is in other people and in their cultures, and we can add that to our own, still being very, very true to our culture. And as we talked about with God loving all people and all cultures, that we are inviting that piece of his children into our lives, that I think it makes our culture richer and in no way diminishes it. Because of course we're going to leave the negative things. If there's a a cultural thing that's truly negative, of course we will leave that. But to embrace the good of any culture can only benefit our own culture and make our life more fulfilling. I love that. And this idea of embracing a new culture, uh, loving and developing charity for those within a new culture. So how does charity help missionaries embrace a new culture in appropriate ways? I love to think of charity as more than just regular love, right? Just like, oh, I like that thing, that thing's nice. But charity, to me, always has an amount of action that goes with it. And I think that's partially why we talk about it as the true love of Christ. Because as we look at Christ's life, he didn't just look from afar at people and say, oh, I I love that person, that's a nice person. But instead, he truly was with the people. He was helping the people. He was reaching out to the people. He was forgiving the people, died for the people. Everything he did was based in these amazing actions. And I think that that's a great example for us of what charity requires, that if we want to have charity, then we need to do. And that requires us embracing the people and their culture. It requires us understanding their whole and not judging them, not saying, yeah, I like them, I love these people, I'm serving them, but actually they're different, they're strange, they're the other. It requires us to go to them, just as Christ went and ate with the sinners and ate with the people that, that other people mocked him and they, they accused him for doing things that were out of their culture, you know, to go to the Samaritans. But he did that because his love was greater than just sitting and watching and saying that he loved. 
So actively seeking to be a part of the lives of the people that we serve is how we embrace their culture. As we do that actively, again, that, that leads us to overcome any struggles that we're having with culture shock very quickly because we are reaching out and we are acting and we're not just waiting for something to change in us. As you say that, it reminds me again of part of Preach My Gospel in the section about charity and love that says, charity like faith leads to action. You will develop charity as you look for opportunities to serve others and give of yourself. I know that many new missionaries listening to this podcast and perhaps even their very experienced trainers are always thinking about fulfilling their purpose as missionaries. As we conclude today, can you share a little bit how valuing this new culture missionaries are in helps them fulfill their purpose as a missionary? So language and culture are really important as we try to touch the hearts of people. The spirit can work in the hearts of others without our help, but any help that we can give it is really important. Understanding who people are and the culture that they are a part of allows us to speak a language, whether it's our native language or if it's a new language that we've learned to serve our mission. It allows us to talk to those people in a way that they can understand. As we talk about the missionary purpose, we talk about helping others come to Christ through these very important principles, through faith and through repentance and through baptism. If we don't understand, for example, what faith is in the culture that we are in, then it would be very difficult for us to reach into the hearts of the people we're serving and help them to have faith because we don't understand what faith means to them. More generally, understanding the themes of their culture, understanding the perspectives through which they see life, through which they live, whether families are important, whether God is important. Understanding all of these things allows you as a missionary to truly speak to the hearts of the people who you are called to serve. But if you do not value their culture, and if all you worry about is your own culture, and that it is somehow the most important culture, then you can never touch their hearts because there will always be a disconnect between what they believe and feel and what you bring to them. So well said. Elders and sisters, I want to testify to you that as we embrace the culture of those that we serve, that our love and our charity for them as individuals will increase, that our ability to invite and help them come closer to Jesus Christ and live the doctrine of Christ will also increase and invite you to consider ways, appropriate ways, that you might better embrace the culture that you are serving in right now. Thank you again for listening to this episode of the Infield Language Learning Podcast.